Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Um, so this is one of those examples, Dave, where I said there's a, a weird silence we should be cut out while I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to blow my nose then in that case. And now for our more grateful podcast. Welcome, listener. You have come of your own free will to the appointed place. Ross, James, and their companions have ventured beyond this scepted isle to find the hidden, the wicked, and the truly horrific. The film is over. The review begins. It is time to keep your appointment with... The General Folk in Ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, welcome to the second episode of the General Witchfinder spin-off podcast, Folk in Hell. I'm James in Bournemouth in Southern England. And I'm Ross in Dorchester in Southern England, and today we're joined by our special guest... I'm David in Wareham in Southern England. Whee! David <laughs> is um, one of my um, other small group of friends, who people I've decided I, I like will do something. Small friends. Uh, well, relatively small, aren't you? But I think it's just the fact that I'm... I'm gigantic. I'm just far away. I, when we said we were going to do this film, I was thinking definitely David would be a good one for this because he is my outdoor friend. Ah. So, you're, so um, James is anti-camping. He is I like am. the antithesis right. of camping. Whereas yeah. I often go camping with you, David. So I thought this might be a, a good film to bring you in, uh, in on this. Tell, tell our listeners a little about, a bit about yourself. You've got anything you want to plug in, in particular to our you know, many, many... Tens of listeners out there. I, I don't think I do. I'm, I'm not. I'm not very interesting. I'm not as interesting as you two. Oh, I, 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 I don't spend hours in front of films like. No, no. I, I, um, I, I like listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, I'm in awe of your specialist knowledge about films and everything. Um, well, so I bet he's to look up Wikipedia. I think that's that's more. That's, that's what it all comes down to. And the person who actually does know stuff is not on this this particular podcast. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The wheels so, can come off very quickly. Yeah, this is my very first podcast. I, I'm normally out casting like a, a, a fly fishing rod this this time of night in the summer. But um, yeah, it's nice to talk to you and be a part so, of it. Oh, thank you for dragging yourself away from the river because I know that you get quite stressed out about <laughs> getting as much time as you possibly can on there. Have you caught anything big recently? I did catch an enormous fish, yes. And, just... An absolutely enormous fish. I caught it last year as well. Oh, so you went back I, again, did you? Yeah, well, I, I keep in touch with him. I see him every couple of weeks. Right. Um, but I, I think it's only fair to catch him once a year. Yeah. And, yeah. and is he He's getting still, bigger. still a secret where he is? People only a few people know where he is. Yeah. It is strange that, that we do we did have a crossover person who listens to our podcast, but also into um, fly fishing, who did recognize mm-hmm. you when um, you said we was going to come onto the podcast. That was uh, our, friend, oh. our friend Lee, Lee Evans. Yes. Yes. Yes, I know, I know Lee through uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, so that's Lee's cool. probably listening to this. So Lee, this is someone you know. Hi, Lee. Cool. Well, and um, being out being outdoors, Ross, is very much like another podcast that we're planning. Oh yes, yes. I I don't know. James doesn't know about this. So oh, David and I are going to be starting um, our own another podcast called Dark Darset, which is going to be Ooh. a uh, an investigation into the weird and wonderful of of like. Uh, legends and um, sightings of weird stuff around Dorset. So we're going to be cool. starting yeah. that up soon. And, so and, by the time this yeah. comes out, I imagine we might have the first episode up. So look up Dark Darset, spout D-A-R-Z-E-T, um, mm-hmm. and that should be up there on there. Yeah, and I want to um, I want to record that outdoors in in the locations of the hauntings and the folklores at midnight. So it's really spooky. So he's making it. Inc- well, what we might do is add sound, <laughs> sound effects and make it sound like we're doing that. Um, but as usual, David always tries to make things as as hard for everyone to do as as they, as they possibly can. So like make people sleep outside with no um, no tents and or or um, going on cabin trips where you have to have a satellite phone and things oh, like that so yeah. I'm sure that will come up during the discussion of the film so should we um, James you want to get into the uh, yes into the background the, 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 or, or the Wikipedia page is lots of listeners and, oh, sorry daylight in on magic and all yeah, that yeah. that's right Rob would have loved this place he's a good man the best of us you know they have walking trails in England pubs come on man where's your soul ah! Ah, it's twisted it's twisted ah! right, yep. oh, easy ah! easy Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest? Yeah, why not? We should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me, or is it really quiet in here? been gutted. Could be hunters out here. A bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. Where the hell are we, Hutch? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on.
about it then or not? It was a nightmare, Phil. Well, what happened to you then? We got spooked and we had bad dreams, all right? Last night. Look, look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Why do you have to deny everything like that? Because I, I do not value your judgment. We need to be working together, man. The Ritual is a 2017 British-slash-Canadian horror film starring Rafe Spall, Arsha Ali, Robert James Collier, and Sam Troughton, grandson of two-time witch, general witchfinder featured actor Patrick Second Doctor Troughton, or, as Ross has put down here, we like to call him Kinky Clove. Yep. I don't even get that, Ross. Well, he That's was, like, he what, was what? Clove in The, um, the Scars oh, of Dracula, right. and he right. referred to himself as Kinky Clove because he uh, his character seemed to enjoy the sadistic punishments oh, that Dracula would um, right, yeah. So sorry, everyone. That happened 48 hours ago, and I've already <laughs> got no memory of it whatsoever. Um, so anyway, yes. So the film is based on the 2011 novel, The Ritual, by Ad- Adam Neville, which we've been told by our listener, Mr. London, is pretty creepy. The original tagline that was used when advertising the film was, they should have gone to Vegas. But due to the massacre that took place in Las Vegas on the 1st of October 2017, the tagline has now been changed to, they should have gone to Ibiza. Although set in Sweden, helpfully clarified as being in Northern Europe by IMDb, the film was shot in location in the infamous Carpathian Mountains of Romania, where I have been. Yes, there we go. Nonetheless, it's uh, that, that. And also terrifying. I can tell you a story about that uh, in a sec, possibly. Right, the, the screenwriter Joe Barton went on to write um, the excellent, according to Ross, Encounter, starring Riz Ahmed, which Ross highly recommends. And director David Bruckner went on to direct The Night House and has recently completed the reboot of the general witchfinder favorites in inverted commas hellraiser coming to cinema soon so it's quite a timely and topical yeah. choice i, I, I feel it's something which we, we find the more we do these the more that we can always find some kind of connection uh, particularly mm. if, there's, if there's british people involved so yeah yeah pretty good so this is one you picked for us to, to watch james yes my reason for it was this was that i caught five minutes of it while channel hopping one night it was either on, uh, it might be, might be on Film 4 or just on Channel 4 per se. And it was the section towards the end where Rafe Spall is tied up and he breaks his thumb to mm-hmm. escape. And you know, straight away, you're like, well, that's Rafe Spall. I recognize Rafe Spall. What's this? I've, I've never saw, what's, what's happening? What's happening? And then I watched another five minutes of it and thought, well, now this looks really interesting, and I know nothing about this film. So, but I don't want to watch because it felt like it was building up to the the end. It felt like I was like, oh, oh. So I thought, I know, I will stop watching this now, and then at some point in the future, I'll take the opportunity to watch it. So that is why I ended up picking it because once again, it's our criteria for folk in hell, which is you know, it's a horror film which is not set within the British Isles. So it was kind of, it's kind of a cousin, isn't it? It's yes. kind of British esque. A lot of British British talent in it and things such as that, but you know, it's basically films John won't watch. So it's which is made in the twenty first century. Yeah, I've watched this. um, We've me and Beck watched this a little while back, and it it Mm -hmm. is a really good film. It was one of my um, top scoring films of the year on my on my letterbox. So yeah, I was really pleased when this came up. Um, uh, I I think maybe it sort of lost some of the impact watching it a second time when you knew what the thing in the woods was but um, mm, yeah, yeah it was good so David had you had you seen or heard because you're not a horror fan are you 
I'm not a horror fan, and normally when you tell me to watch a film, <laughs> I have to almost sedate myself <laughs> and sit in front of the telly and watch it and then think of the barrage of abuse I'm going to send you. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did actually enjoy this one. It was, it, it was a very slow start. I couldn't get into it um, to begin with, and I didn't really believe it, and then they made all these catalogue of silly mistakes, mm. and I thought, here we go. But then actually, the, the, it, it, it improved. I think the atmosphere was really good, the tension mm. built, um, and luckily it was only 90 minutes anyway. So it, yeah. wasn't, it didn't end up being a gore fest. I thought it was, it was um, just right. It was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can remember one Christmas, we, we, we were very <laughs> kind and, and, asked, and let us come and stay, spend Christmas Day at your house, David. And um, I yeah. made you watch Black Christmas, and, uh, which, which is the, um, the film with the, in the sorority house with the weird guy in the loft um, dressed as a woman. Yes, and, yeah. and, he, and he pokes his fingers through the walls doesn't he and pokes girls eyes out and drags them into the walls yeah yeah caroline still has nightmares about that at christmas time. yeah so i'm sorry about that but <laughs> i think the other horror film Ross, you watch is leaving a trail of trauma <laughs> in his wake yeah as always all right so we get into the story then so uh, it, it it starts off in a, in um, a british pub which mm. i thought it was, i was trying to work out this time because you hear the sound of the tv before mm. it, it, it fades into to the, the, the pub and i was trying to work out is there a reason for that I don't think there was. I did, no, anyone else get any reason behind that? I don't know if it's a football-related thing because I'm not interested in, in football in any any way. I just think it's that scene-setting thing. Is you immediately know you're in England, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. rather rather than anything else. You know that that is the culture. You know, outside of the Weatherspoons, mm-hmm. that is you know if you go into most pubs, chances are there'll be a game of football on, and things that you know. So, and then we have the the, the group of friends, which I always find. Um, in these type of films it's like a completely unrealistic group of people who (laughs) would not be friends in real life all calling each other mate like uh, one of in my experience one of them is always like ridiculously successful way more successful than the the, the others they they, did say that didn't they yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's just like well you know when you start to sort of move in higher you know kind of social strata but oh we we leave all the the, um plebs behind don't we james yes (laughs) but yeah so they're they're sort of talking about where they're going to go on their sort of lads holiday away Mm -hmm. um but they can't uh they can't agree on it i think some people want to go to ibiza some want to go to vegas Uh, and then one of the chaps um suggested going on a, a hiking holiday um and and they kind of leave it at that and then it's like the the post um the post pub sort of like uh discussion if they're going to carry on drinking or not and uh what classic are yeah classic classic discussion on a, on a school night as well oh like, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i can always remember james like, coming back mm. um to your house after uh, getting absolutely blathered and then you just carry on drinking beer and i'm like yeah we're at home now what why are we yeah. Drink-? but yeah so they uh so baseball and his his um friend go into the generic um off license with lots of yep. like completely unconvincing uh, generic um bottle labels <laughs> yeah uh, and, and buy a bottle of um vodka in the mm. shape of bottle which vodka never comes in yep. just like if i was on the art department that none of that would have um, got through <laughs> um and then they have a there's a hold up in the in the mm. pub which in the pub in the um in the off license uh, and uh, race ball is hiding behind um, the uh, the shelf when, when his it's friend gets exactly yeah. what I do. Yeah. Exactly what I do. I empathise with him hugely. Yeah. Just hide. I'm a natural coward. So. Yeah, it's just this is one of those situations where I always imagine that I I would I would do something, but the only times where I've actually something like this has occurred, I've, I've got incredibly frightened. Um, <laughs> uh, and but I'm 
but you guys know about the time that guy tried to get into our house yes yes yeah so for our listeners um me and beck got woken up about three o'clock in the morning and um we could hear someone trying to get in through the front door of the house Hmm. um and i was looking back and i was talking to um my daughter about this the other day um (laughs) that I'm surprised that my reaction to that kind of thing is just to get incredibly loud and like stamp down the stairs as loud as I can. Uh, and like, Ross is coming, everyone. Yeah, hoping that I, people I'd be, people would be scared away by, by, by the noise I, I'd make. And then my only response to this guy was just to shout fuck off really loud at him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things. You, you, you hope that you would stand up for yourself, but I don't think you would, especially if that guy mm. had, a, he had a massive machete, didn't he? Yeah, but you would, Ross. I'd rather, I'd rather go to an off-license with you than with James. <laughs> 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 can't blame you yeah but has, has, has anyone ever um have to confront someone in, in real life who in this manner i don't know I, we had a, we had an odd thing in the local pub a few years ago and a friend of mine it was it was right at the last knockings or even after hours and there was a, a very small group of us um and this this chap got quite angry um very out of character for our local pub. Mm. And one of my friends just hid behind the pillar. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the tallest person there. Uh, yeah, he, he works in a, in a job where kind of jumping into those kind of things would be the norm. And he hid behind the pillar. Yeah, but I think being a tall person, though, often, if there is some <laughs> nutter, they do seem to go for the tallest person in the group because it does. I don't know if it's like a, a thing they've got to not try. My experience. I'm the same height as you, mate. I've, oh. not, I've, I've never had that experience. Well, maybe I'd, I'd go for the weakest, smallest first if I was picking people <laughs> up. Maybe it's just I've got a punchable face then. Right. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, his his friend gets killed um, uh, mm. before his eyes. That was quite shocking, wasn't it? Actually, yeah. mm. I, I, when, when he got hit a couple of times, I didn't expect that to happen. Well, I seen it before so and didn't expect it and still jumped. So um, <laughs> it it was well done. There was a, a nice sort of. Um, loud whacking noise and and it was quite visceral wasn't mm. it um and i even though I was, again i've seen it before i thought my memory is he chopped his finger off to get the get the wedding ring um yeah. but um okay. you know that's my mandela moment of like that didn't actually happen it was, that was in my memory <laughs> um so yeah then then we cut to uh sweden when they're, they're actually off in off and to, during the holiday and, and- Yes, to honour his memory, they've opted to go for the, the, the Swedish hiking experience, haven't they? So. Yeah. For a holiday that none of them want to do, yeah. clearly. <laughs> just to say... Again, I can empathise. Yeah. <laughs> none of you need to do this for me ever. So Okay. <laughs> what, where would you want to go? Where, where would be your... What, to scatter my uh, ashes? No, I'm not just scatter your ashes. But, you know, if it had been a, oh, well, let's go on, like, some of the places, like, the, the one time you wanted us to go to Hastings. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to Hastings, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a history festival, Ross? No, uh, it was no. because I, I listened to Mark Steele Goes To, and he went to Hastings, and everyone in the audience sounded absolutely mad. So it, it sounded like a good place to go to. So Hastings and um, the Forest of Dean are two places where the, the people just sounded absolutely insane. Yeah. And I thought, I'd love to go to a Weatherspoons in one of these places because you're bound to have and an in, interesting evening. In many ways, I imagine Hastings Weatherspoons would probably be more, ter- you know, as terrifying as this film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's thing. Speaking of um, Hastings, uh, did you know the bio tra- tapestry is in high resolution on the internet and you can just look at it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I found that really interesting the other day. Like, just look yeah. at it. So I was listening, just look at it. I was listening to a podcast about it, and then he, they were telling you could with your um, your imaginary history. Um, My fictional TV wife, yeah. Sanina Ramirez. Yeah, she was yeah. talking all about it. So it was, um, I, I, yeah. So it was. It sounds. It was really good. So um, 
If I'm I going to inspire anyone today from this podcast, go and look at the bio tapestry. It's very interesting. Online. Yeah, online. <laughs> There's loads of cocks in it. Apparently. Especially if you live in Hastings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Hastings, I will be coming to you one day, even if James doesn't come with me. <laughs> but you are probably the only person who, who would say. So. There you go. Right. So, yes, so to Sweden, we, we, we find them. And what I found with uh, this film is, just a, as, as an aside for a moment, is that a few years ago, my sister said to me, I don't think, with the exception of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she said, there's not really been any really kind of good horror films that have like a strong female lead. Mm. And she said, I really think that if we wrote, wrote this, we could sell it. And I was a bit reticent because I don't think my writing skills are up to all that. She's much better than I am. But she said, oh, will you help me? And I said, of course. Yeah, sure. And she enrolled us to onto a script writing thing for a day where they sit you down and they say, this is how you do a Hollywood script. And ever since I've, I went on this day, you, I, every time you watch certain films, you're just like, this is so sticking to the formula yeah. they told mm-hmm. us that day. Mm-hmm. And this film is remarkably like on the formula. The whole thing of, it's like, right, okay, they said to us, if you're going to write a script, write either a horror or a romantic comedy. Because they said, that's what people will go and see. And they said, that's what can always sell. And what I think is interesting now is that like post-pandemic, with the way that people consume films, is I think people are going to the cinema less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that whole thing of, well, you've got to create a film for the audience that actually goes to the cinema. I think that era may be coming to an end. So mm. it makes that, I think we could start to get a slight shift there. Mm. Um, but still, yeah, they said, so you do a horror. It should be about an hour and a half long. And then it should be like, set the scene. Da, 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 da. Suddenly there's a catastrophe, which forces yeah. them all to sort of rally together. And then this happens and it all looks like it's all going to be all right. Or you know, something interesting happens. And then it all like crashes right down to what they call the big gloom. And then you have the big, everything looks like it's dark and despair and it's all bad. But then the guy, the guy rallies around at the end and kind of escapes. And, and as I watched this, I thought they have absolutely stuck. Yeah. So that's a, this kind of the Hollywood pattern for this film. Well, yeah, but all the, all the criticism on, on this film I've read online mm. was saying it's just by, by the numbers. And I, yeah. And yeah. I agree. It's just the monster yes. for me, which yeah. does it. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll come to that in a minute, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you, it, like you said, it is a bit slow going at the beginning. Mm. It's inevitable that they're going to they're going to get lost in the woods. It's inevitable yep. someone's going to get hurt. Um, so essentially, um, uh, Sam Trout's character, who is like the annoying one with the glasses, falls, yep. falls over, hurts his leg. Um, mm-hmm. And they decide uh, that they're going to take a shortcut in order to get him back easier. David, as the outdoorsman at this point, <laughs> would you have gone off off piste in order to um, get back quicker? No. What would you have done in this situation? No, never. Um, I would have um, probably split the group up mm-hmm. and two gone the correct way home oh. and come back with some help if we really couldn't walk. I, I did spend a lot of the film saying, oh, oh my God, I can't believe they've done that. <laughs> and even how, how do you get back and report that someone's been killed and hung from a tree? How, how do you deal with that I as a group leader? That. Yeah, when you get back, you're like, right now, sit down, everyone. This is going to be very hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did we learn from the expedition this time? Yeah. And uh, but as yeah. we know, even if they did get to a pub or something, all the locals would have been in on it. So you'd have been fucked anyway. Mm. And also you'd have to speak to, well, are they Sweden? I keep, because mm-hmm. I know they were in um, Transylvania. I keep thinking it's in Transylvania. But, you know, trying to get the, get people to understand what's going on. I can remember when I was on a cycling holiday in France and I got, got a puncture. It took me ages to get someone to understand I had a puncture and, and like, help me find where I could get a... a uh, they just you know. didn't want to help you. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ross, Ross, our French teacher, the deputy head, Mr. Parsons, would be utterly dismayed to hear that. <laughs> 
it's something like, isn't like French for tired, like for new or something like that, like something to do with pneumatic. Remember? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I took my um, French oral exam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't answer anything, and he just sat there shaking his head and just. <laughs> <laughs> that man could do the best he- in my role now. I try and replicate it, that that dismay. This is the he teacher. had power dismay. He always had his um, tie over one shoulder because he'd always been running yep. somewhere to break a fight up. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he was all action. He was awesome. Yeah. He's a top top man. Lots of paintings yeah. of um, uh, Lancaster bombers in his um, in his office. Yeah. What, what, what was weird was that of course many years later I ended up working with him. Yeah. Which was and the weirdest thing is is even though I was on the you know the other side of the desk all the rest of it I could not call him Keith. <laughs> even though he'd be like, I'd say morning sir and he's like you can call me Keith and I was like I can't I, I absolutely he was such a terrifying presence as we were teenagers he's always Mr. Parsons and he's always sir yeah. and so it took me and I, I you know I worked with him for about three years and it was only towards like the end of the third year that I should go good morning Keith <laughs> <laughs> oh it feels weird oh, I'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ross. We, but, we've, uh, but they we've don't. Diverted. They don't do what um, our residential what Bush, Bush yes, friends so, so, said so they should have done. Do. They um, end up um, going off to it. So the, the tripod I was looking for at this point was where I was looking to see if the the compass would stop pointing north. That's what normally happens mm. in these films. Mm. Isn't it? But um, weirdness. Yeah. Um, yeah. They get they get lost in in these woods, and I think it was um, it was something about those woods would. It sort of creeped me out a bit where it was all um, pine trees. Yeah. And there was yeah. no, and you couldn't see through them because they was all all straight they were, and they was all staggered. So you couldn't see any distance. Mm. Um, I can, I can, I can, I could envision that just being in, in terrified and you could easily lose your friends, I reckon, if one of mm. you went off. Yeah. Because you couldn't see which. Um, and it was all very dark, wasn't it? Because no light penetrates through. Yeah. And it's all quite dry and crispy as you, as you walk through it. Then. Yeah. And, yeah. and, they find like a, a abandoned uh, Volkswagen camper van, which is on the poster. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. So they were obviously very pleased with that prop. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's a red herring. Doesn't go anywhere with mm. that. Apart from they do find a, a, a an abandoned tent, don't they? Which is being buried yes. with um, a wallet with like p- p- pictures from people from the 80s and stuff. So it does yeah. imply this has happened before because later on mm. in one of the um, the cabins, they fight. They've almost got like all the people's possessions from other people who've got lost yep. in those woods, yes. um, which would make you think if that amount of people got lost in that location, the police would be mm. all over it trying to find where like tens of people have gone missing. I found the bit when they were hiking totally unbelievable at first because mm. they've all got, there's not, they're, they're not dirty. Mm. They, yeah, they look yeah, like yeah. they've just come straight out of the shops with all their kit. It's pristine mm. and new. Mm. And yet, if you were going to go on an expedition buy a new kit, you'd buy proper kit. Mm. Um, and when they when they got to the abandoned house as well, and it's pissing with rain, and they've got their sleeping bags on the outside of their rucksacks, and yet when they're sleeping, everything looks bone dry. Again. Yeah, oh, yes. and one of them was just this bag was just hanging down as well, wasn't yeah. it? And they don't they don't even feel like they're wearing heavy rucksacks the way they're, mm. well, and they're not kind of tired and sweating. And yeah, not carrying they, their. Canoe or yeah. kayak? I always get mixed up. What do you have a canoe or a kayak? I have a kayak, but I wouldn't. I would only carry a canoe. So when, when we went, went to Canada, yeah, when we went to Canada, we were canoeing through the lakes and then portaging lovely. with the canoes on our on our shoulders. Wait, yeah. it sounds lovely, um, James, but um, mm. from J- David's description of it, it sounded absolutely horrible. <laughs> so, so, so it was. Us, was this like your? Would you say your trip to Canada was like your most um, wilderness adventure you've done? Oh yeah, yeah, by far. It was. There were. Th- there was three of us 
in two canoes, we decided to go across um, one of the big wilderness parks, Algonquin Park, which is about okay. the size of Wales. And right. we, we gave ourselves six days to do it because we'd, we'd got drunk and watched a YouTube video where someone did it in six days. But actually <laughs> having come back and watched the YouTube video, they did it in eight days. Um, and we were just too drunk to do the maths ourselves. It was really, really tough. And we, you know, we had all our, all our food and, and tents and everything we needed for those six days. And we went through, we were doing kind of 30, 40 kilometers a day. We were, we were paddling across lakes and then we'd have to kind of portage for a few hundred meters over a ridge into the next lake. Could you and explain it was the what portage thing. means, David, to the uninitiated? Portage is, is when you get to the end of the lake and the only way to the next bit of water is to carry everything across land. Yeah. So we tried to do, we did them all actually in one go. So we had a rucksack on our back each. We had, um, the food was in a big bear proof blue barrel that went on someone's front. Wow. Um, we had um, the canoes on two of our shoulders. And, and you, you're going through forest, not too dissimilar to what is in this film. So very mm -hmm. tight weaving in and out of trees. Um, one night, and it, it, there was a bit in this film that there's a bit in the film that is just like this when he's when he's in the tent and the thing walk, the monster walks past the outside. I, I had an episode in the tent one night. We, we had three one man tents and we go to bed. We'd have a, a hot chocolate and whiskey on the fire before we went to bed because we were absolutely beat every day. Mm. Um, and we try not to think about the bears and Ooh. all the things that could, could bite us or eat us or kill us at night. Crumbs. Um, we try not to think about loved ones at home. And the best way of doing that was, uh, was just playing Top Gear episodes on, on someone's phone and then the others could <laughs> listen to it in their tent because you know them off by heart, don't you, even though they're years ago. Um, and then this one night, just as I was going to sleep, I heard foot, footprints <gasps> going past my tent and I, and I was frozen with fear. And I just managed to shout, fuck off! And at that point, <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't getting out of the tent, but my, my two friends got out of their tents. Um, it, was, it was baking hot at night, so they're just running around the campsite in their underpants with head torches on and bear spray at the ready. Um, yeah. So do you wow. think, you're pretty sure it was a bear? No, I don't think it was a bear at all. But it was, it, it, it was bigger than a squirrel or something like that. probably about the size of a deer <laughs> yeah but you know you're in a tent and you think you're really safe but you can oh. hear everything outside is, like amplified can't you this is my so i got a question a question i'll ask you quickly hmm. then i go into my my fear of tents <laughs> why did you have three one-man tents because when they was watching this they all had a, each had a tent and i thought well surely it'd be easier just to have one tent got uh, to carry it, but, unless, then, but then you can just share it out and you and you would have less to carry i imagine is it just like for you know um, private time? <laughs> yeah, we were too tired for private time. Um, I think it's I don't know. Maybe we just had one man tents already. Right. Yeah, they're they're smaller and they're lighter and they're easier to pack. Mm. Um, Rather than okay. Yeah. So yeah, and this the, tents always feel to be like you're trapping yourself in somewhere which you can't escape from. You can't see what's outside, and, mm. and, and you're just and you feel I, vulnerable. Yeah, I often yeah. be on a, on a campsite, and, and I'd be like, I, I feel even in our, our enormous um, tent, which we've got, which is like half the size of my house, you do feel <laughs> vulnerable because you feel like you know, if someone wants to come in here, I'm gonna have to get out of the sleeping bag. I'm gonna have to unzip this, and then I'm gonna have to sort of like. And they, by that point, they could have got in here with a knife. 
then I often just fall asleep. Is that just the well, last thought? Was need I to camp in nicer areas? Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. But, I also um, think that's, that, that's one of the driving things behind this film, and I think it also taps into the same thing as you know Blair Witch Project did back in the nineteen nineties, yeah. which is that we as a species have become so accustomed to light, warmth, surround it, and knowing where you are and the familiarity of the world around you. Just even the suggestion of you're going to be somewhere and you don't know where you are mm. and you're you're lost. You're st- and you don't know what's out there. That's something very primal for us, isn't it? As, yeah. human, as human beings, I just, it just immediately puts you, put, you know, puts you on the back that's foot. Security. So I think that that's, that's one of the yeah. things that they were they were going for. Here. And, and also that just that idea that you've got not enough tents have windows in them as well. I think because you, you, you often are like <laughs> they did in the seventies. Yeah, I'm like like paint on like um, <laughs> window panes and stuff. Yeah, but the fact that you know someone could touch you outside of your tent and you don't know who it is that is just that's a, a creepy, horrible feeling. So, up until this point, it's just been by the numbers horror film. Mm-hmm. But then they yes. they find this um, this uh, hut and break break in, uh, and they stay in. And that's where it starts getting good for me. But just before mm. that, I was trying to work out because I think deep down I am a massive um, pussy. And that's, that's the one I, I just, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to think of a better word because John wouldn't like us saying um, coward. Cow- I'm a massive coward. In as much as breaking rules, and I don't think even if I was absolutely soaking, I would I would oh, break yeah. a door down to get inside a a, a, a um a shed. Or I, I would look for a key first. They didn't even mm. look for a key, did they? Under a plant pot? No, they <laughs> smashed it in. But yeah, I just feel like I would just, the idea of de- destroying someone else's property which is just. How do you feel about smashing a table and chairs up to burn that? Yeah, that they seem to escalate after that point as well. So <laughs> in order to burn things. They got what they deserved. Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah, they break into this. This um, uh, it's a boofier word, isn't it? That's what they have those in. The, the, Bothy. That's the Bothy. Scottish. Bothy, yeah. Yeah, or like a a, um, a hut. Uh, there was a gun on the wall in there, which I would have got off the wall pretty quickly um, <laughs> when all this start, stuff started uh, kicking off. Um, they start breaking furniture and stuff in order to um, uh, try and keep the place warm. But then one of them goes upstairs um, and, they, and they find something which uh, David has already said he's going to try and reproduce <laughs> as a work of art. For when we go camping next. Yes. They, well, they go. found upstairs, sorry, James, they, no, no, they, f- they found uh, an idol had been made oh, and it was, it's like a, a straw body um, had really peculiar feet. I mm-hmm. thought it was like a chicken feet. Or something, yeah. It? Yeah. Like ducks, um, like ducks feet from a, a Chinese restaurant. Mm. Um, but it had a, it had a wicker body and no head, but then some antlers for hands, uh, which but, was pretty hands, creepy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Quite like that. Yeah. The sort of thing you don't want to find in the place <laughs> where, you're, very, where you're going to sleep. That's the very folk horror aspect, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that and the runes once yeah. again, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're tapping into again, something old, something ancient, which is immediately puts you at your uh, unease. Yeah. And so, then, uh, on, James, go. No, I was going to say, and then that night, strange dreams are afoot. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the um, uh, the first, uh, I think this is maybe the first or second occurrence of um, Rafe Spall dreaming of um, the, uh, of the, um, the off-license again. And mm. uh, these are quite well done. It's, it's almost like the location where he's in become the... Yes. Uh, so the, the lightning turns into the flashing of the uh, fluorescent lights in the, in mm. the, in the, in the shop and stuff, which is good. Um, and so he wakes up with a start and then we find that, you know, one of the guys has pissed himself, which, mm. which was, I think was a nice sort of, um, uh, relatable, not that I piss myself <laughs> off. Like, embarrassing thing to happen in front of your friends. One of the friends is, um, having like, he won't wake up. He's almost like sleepwalking, sleep talking mm. in the corner. And the other one, uh, uh, 
is upstairs. Is he naked? I can't remember. I think he he's either naked or in his pants, like stuck like in a, a prayer position in front of this yes. idol and involuntary sort of like sleep praying to this thing. Mm. So we skate and I I couldn't remember what happened, but I said to Beck, something 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 bad's gonna happen now with that with that idol. I, I thought my memory was what they had sex with each other without realising it. <laughs> Once again, Ross, you know, oh, not that I've ever pissed myself in front of my friends. Yeah. Oh, no, I just, my Mandela effect. Oh, I, th- I thought all of these men started getting it on. <laughs> I think maybe Same. that was wish fulfillment. But well, maybe that's an episode of Peep Show, isn't it? Where they can't remember what they did the night before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, really creepy. I thought that was really effective. And this is yeah. when the film started getting good, good mm. for me at this point. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, I, I feel that it's... Uh, at this point, I said, before we, before we get up to as we're heading towards kind of like the village, mm. what I should say is that... Part of the reason, and one of the reasons why I chose it, along with the fact that I've only ever seen five minutes of it, is inevitably we will do Midsummer at some point of this podcast. Mm. And I found it absolutely fa- when I suddenly realised, I thought, wait a minute, what came out first? Mm. And the answer is this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is first. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's fascinating in many ways. Why it's like, why I found, well, what the big thing that I took away from this was it's almost like saying to two chefs, here are the same ingredients. Now go away and make something. Because mm-hmm. the, the same things of you're in Sweden. Mm hmm. And you're in the middle of nowhere, 
and you, you, there is no possible way for you to for you to get out of this. You're recovering and from a traumatic experience. You're exactly, and you are also um, you are encountering a, a way of life and something which is, uh, if not ancient, beyond your comprehension. Mm-hmm. They're exactly the same elements. Yeah. Whereas this was far more kind of here comes the monster yeah. kind of thing. Whereas Midsummer, it's more kind of psychological isn't it but that's what I just found so fascinating was I thought this film is like a cousin to Midsummer yeah one's a night time and one's a daytime as well yeah so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so absolutely the, the dark and the light versions of oh, yeah. yeah good call um, thank you so, <laughs> I'm not used to getting a compliment yeah, good, good, I'll, I'll cut that out don't worry yeah of course <laughs> but something which we didn't mention something which I've forgotten was um, from my first watching as, mm. as as it sounded now, I I just watched some porn film, which I think this is what this is what this is about. But I um, well, Brace Ball's got like this weird sort of like punch puncher marks in his chest. Yes, which he seems he immediately hides from the others, which I would never do. You know, it'd be mm. like, well, look, what look, yeah. what's going on here? Well, what's happening to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, see, it sounds like they I mean, it seems to be they're all equal victims of this mm. weird night of dreams, aren't mm. they? They're, they're, they they no one can explain what happened. It makes them all very equal. They're all victims. And yet he kind of, he covers that up and it doesn't bleed through like it should. No, mm. no, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, but this starts breaking their sort of camaraderie up a bit as well, don't they? They, yeah. they all start like you know, arguing about what they're going to do next. And, and this is where they find the first thing hanging in the trees, isn't it? They find like the gutted, um, mm. is it a moose or deer or something along these lines. Um, and I thought it was quite good that one of them says, you know, this is... Um, it's still bleeding, so whatever put it up there, it's fresh. It's yeah. fresh. This yeah. is, this is we're near, so we need to move away from here. Um, I was just saying to Beck, I was listening to a podcast recently about um, a I can't remember which one it is. It was a a serial killer from New York in the early nineties, um, mm. and he killed about seventeen or eighteen um, sex workers. Mm. Um, and I was listening to it while I was doing the washing up, and they were saying <laughs> the detail, <laughs> and they were saying when he uh, killed and dismembered the first victim, it made a lot of mess. And then the second one, he left it for a day, and then he dismembered it, and it made a lot, a uh, lot less, less, a lot less mess because the blood had co- 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 con- how you say, coagulated, congealed, coagulated, yeah. Mm. Like I remember, whilst I was watching, thinking, oh, that's useful to know. And I, and I was like, that is not useful to know. <laughs> <I'm never> gonna- <laughs> it is if you want to leave your washing up an extra day. Yeah, well, yeah, not leave, leaving your washing up for a day makes it harder to wash up because yeah. it, because the mac- <laughs> gets all sticky. But yeah, I've got to stop having those thoughts about like. That is, <laughs> if I am going to chop someone up, leave them a day before you start chopping them up. Yeah. Um, they uh, they bed down for the night again. There's another there's another mm. um, uh, nightmare. They wake up with someone screaming, and one of the tents has been um, uh, ripped apart, and one of the people mm. has been pulled up uh, has disappeared, and they can hear them screaming in the woods again. Yeah. Very very Blair Witch, but effective. And, yep. and it's a case of what do you do? Do you run out trying to help your friend? You can hear screaming. Yeah. And, and allow yourself to get potentially lost or yeah. um, uh, for victim yourself, or would you stay and just listen to them suffering? I think that- Again, yep. Yeah, that's one of the, the elements that, that worked for me when I was watching. I was like, oh, that's good. I like that. I like the whole, yeah. what, what do we do? We do? The, ind- the indecision. Um, I think maybe in, I don't know, be interested to see what you two think. Like t- towards the end where, where Rose Ford gets a bit too kind of action hero-y mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. And he's like, well, I know what to do. I quite like it when people don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I find it far more believable. And, you know, and again, this is watching this makes me feel like, first it makes me stress up because if I knew I was in that situation with Beck, um, my wife who was on a recent episode, 
we would just spend the whole time arguing about what we're going to do and never actually <laughs> get anything done. Um, so it is quite a stressful situation. I, I was screaming at the telly, go back, go back, you'll get lost. And, th- and then they did go back and I had a little cheer. <laughs> <laughs> it worried me when they put their torches on because as soon as you see torches going on, you think the batteries oh. are going to run out yeah. eventually. And yeah. there was a, there was a point <laughs> where well. the sun's come up and they've still got their torches on yeah. and I was going, turn the torches off. You don't need all three of you to have the torches on at the same time either. Uh, it's yeah ruin your night vision exactly uh, and also if you're hiding from something in the woods don't have a light source which is going to attract that thing give to you away you. exactly yeah just get you dig into a hole and just hide there until the morning <laughs> don't do anything <laughs> so there right. so the next so, morning they still haven't found their friend and this and they find this guy called hutch who was in carnation street apparently but um <laughs> i don't watch that so um but beck was um in front and downton abbey yeah and downton abbey um, i was reminded uh yeah, so they find him gutted up on one of the trees as well. So, um, yeah, we know... Things this. are going very badly wrong now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they've also uh, identified there are some paths in the woods which have got strange kind of, um, like, notched uh, t- tree stumps and runes, stuff. Runes. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, and they notice all the runes, don't they, when they come out of the house all put into... Yes. Yeah, uh, which made me think about, very briefly, having rune tattoos, but then I thought... Oh, no, no don't, Ross. It's all really kind of Nazis that do that. It's yeah. all sort of co-opted by Nazis. Don't get a Nazi tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, there's often things like that. I say, oh, I like the, I like that, and then someone reminds me that that is you know, either either something a Nazi would do, or something which um, is really big in gay culture. Because I remember <laughs> <laughs> once again, Ross, the evidence against you is mounting here. Yeah. I can remember when I got really into Julie Garland when I was at school. I, <laughs> I remember you telling me yeah, that, and then you were like. And then you explained to me the friend of Dor- what his friend Dorothy was. Dorothy. I was like, yeah, you told me that when we was in um, uh, Camden, I remember. Uh, so I was looking for pictures of Julie Garland in a, in a yeah. shop in Camden. <laughs> he was! Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh just can't be, Anyway. I just need to be my authentic self, don't I? Really? That's true. That's true. You, you know, kind of, look, Harry Styles is leading the way, Ross. If he can get away with wearing a dress. Yeah. Let's do it. I wasn't tilting the camera. I thought you were moving so you the camera down to show us. I, was see. <laughs> um, I read online as well that the, the the runic symbols apparently all relate, and they say they say it means property. Oh, okay. So this so kind as, of like your your own private property. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're in the land. area now. Yeah. 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 So I thought, okay, that's good. That's good. I like that. Race Paul sees that something is in the woods, and that that's a nice bit where you see a hand up on yeah. Yeah. one of the trees that really yeah. too high up to be human. Yeah, uh, and I remember the first time I watched it. I I do hope that people are watching these films before we review them, uh, <laughs> ruin them, and we completely ruin them. Even though the last one we did, The Innocence, which is a brilliant film, David, if you haven't mm. watched it, um, what? Yeah, I know I'm you don't scared, like. But I am making a note. Of yeah, that. it's um a uh, a Norwegian interesting. Norwegian film. Yeah, um, so many people I uh, have got to contact us and say, "Oh, that sounds like a good film." Uh, after listening to your podcast, we're going to watch it. So uh, we completely ruined that. Like every. <laughs> Every beat of that we film. We talk you through the whole, whole thing. Films, yeah, so I hope you've watched you've watched this film before you listen to this. So they have an argument about burying um, the friend which is, who's up in the tree, and then uh, another one of the guys is dragged away by an unseen creature. So I forgot there, there was this other character who uh, mm. the one who was praying. Um, he's pretty inconsequential. Um, so we are left Phil. out. Yeah, Phil. So we are now left just with Rafe Spool and um, Patrick Trout's grandson. Um, poor, yeah. poor Sam Trout, who will yeah. be forever. Um, Referred to as the grandson of of, of Kinky yeah, Cove. Yeah. Um, 
so they make a run for it and the creature gives gives them chase you still don't see what the creature is um mm. and, and but they find themselves back on the track which they was on earlier and those um weird sort of tree carved tree stumps are now got um uh, torches in them so there mm. are there are people yeah. there I, I think they're like swedish torches ross which is um where you find a pine tree mm-hmm. that's kind of fallen um died so the root is still nicely in the ground and if you cut across in the top of it and fill it with kind of kindling you set it alight and then the whole trunk kind of burns as a oh, nice. as a candle or a torch oh. for many hours i thought they was i think they were selling something like that in aldi the other day but yeah my brother-in-law had one. <laughs> um, always yeah because so i walked into it like a family um barbecue the other night just as i opened the door one of these things was just burning just like on the floor yeah. there was like a, uh, a one and a half year old just wandering around near it whilst my, my father-in-law was just like looking at the pictures on the back of his camera not paying attention to this thing at all yeah, instant anxiety for me about like fire children people yeah so that was a, a, a beginning of a stressful evening uh, yeah so they run into a um, one of the um, uh, buildings which are, which are in this sort of like village and it, it get knocked down mm. uh, and then they find this, when they wake up they find that they are tied up inside the cellar um, uh, and an elderly woman sort of enters and she inspects them and she sees like the, the marks on Rachel's chest and then she reveals that she's got the same she's mark. She's got the marks, yeah. yeah. Which, do you, do you, did that go anywhere or have I missed something? Was there like a reason for that? Was it like he was being marked? Well, I, th- I felt that he that he was being marked and this is one of these things we'll get, as we build towards the end and we talk about it, it's kind of like for me, like the unfulfilled potential of this film mm. and, and you know, mm. the same way, you know, it's a cousin to Midsummer, mm. and the way that like Midsummer is more psychological and goes in, you know, inside the head. I thought, oh, are they going to play with something to do with Rafe Spall's guilt? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can't let go of that guilt. Mm-hmm. And then I felt when she revealed that, that she had the marks, I, and to, as we got towards the end, it's the, right, are you going to join us? Mm. You've been chosen. You're not being killed. The monster yeah. has said, you could, and it's up to you. Are you going to stay with us? Yeah. Or, or, do, or do we need to sacrifice you? That was how I interpreted it, but I'm sure that may no, yeah, no, I, I think the same. I, or maybe mm. I, there was a line in the film that said, you've been, you've been chosen because of your mm. great pain, I think. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe yeah, I read yeah. that online, but it's, mm. yeah, because he had that guilt watching his friend die in the off license, he was mm. dealing with a lot a lot more trauma mm, and that's mm. why he was chosen and even when he's fighting the monster right at the end he gets a, yeah. he gets another chance doesn't he to, to yeah. deal with his pain and, and, and give in but yeah yeah um, yes and I, I think maybe it just wasn't it, there was something there and I imagine maybe it's in the book more there, than mm. the film but it, it feels like it was something which maybe to um, this uh, this bear with a very little brain needed to get be a little, rammed home a little bit more because it mm. felt like that was going to go somewhere, but it didn't yes. go, go far, go far I enough. Agree. But maybe sometimes these things are better left for your imagination for you to sort of put, put yourself on there. Um, something which is great, which is happening while there's this weird sort of like um, droning chanting coming up, uh, yeah. constantly happening from somewhere in, in the in the building. Yeah, uh, it made me feel uh, think a bit of like. Uh, I did this great like locked room thing once, and uh, you end up in Albert Spears' um, office, and you can hear. Wait, whoa, whoa, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ross, you've rushed through that a little bit quick there for my liking. Number one, you were doing a lot room thing and you've ended up, once again, they, so first of all, we're, we're getting Ross, my my sexuality experimentation here, years. Yeah. And then number two, he's now suggested that he wanted to get a, like a runic tattoo, which has got Nazi overtones, <laughs> and now you're in Albert Spears' office. Yeah. Well, was, what is going on, man? It was a really good um, locked room thing where you have to travel through time in order to get the spear of destiny back and um, what the fuck was this it was in um it was somewhere in london it was brilliant you started off like and you went through this portal and you was on a space station right and then, and then you went uh then you ended up going to like a- ancient egypt and you had to and there was it was you had to there was this brilliant bit with these massive pillars and there was a laser beam and you have to like turn the pillars to get the hieroglyphs to line up and then the laser beams would hit all these mirrors and then it went onto the sarcophagus, which opened up. And inside, um, the, there was a, a real-to-real tape recorder, and, and the Spear of Destiny being taken out of there. And he goes, "Oh, he's made a run for it." And, and, he, and he goes, "I'm getting goose pimples figuring out." And he goes, <laughs> "He's run somewhere." And he goes, "You're not going to like where he's gone now." And uh, this door opens, and you can hear Hitler like, "All this," and you go into Albert Spear's office, and yeah. That's what... I'm going to say, are you sure you weren't just doing really strong hallucinogens? I wish, just James, to you, I told look, you I'm before. So, look, look, I'm sorry, sir, this is a costa. <laughs> while, while you're going, move the pillars, the laser! <laughs> I wish... spears here! It, it was really scary and exciting. Okay. Uh, um, and we, we failed, by the way. Um, oh, no! Uh, uh, we ran out of time at the last point. Um, Bummer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it made me think of like that thing when you could hear, like... Uh, remind me of that of like hearing like mm. Nazi sort yeah. of like like mm. shouting and stuff it's something in another language in another room and, and you don't know what's going on in that other room you know and then, there's plenty of people in that mob yes exactly yeah. mm. and the, 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 his friend some and gets taken off and you can hear him being tortured uh, yeah yeah um, and this is something which always happens in films or not well, it, it doesn't always happen in films. It didn't happen like in Dumbo, for example. That just, <laughs> someone breaks their thumb in order to get out of um, a, a binding. Do you think that's a thing which you can do? Well, I'm sure I've banged on about this many times before, Ross, that, that no one ever is seemingly tied down properly in films. No. And, I've, and as a result, it's, it's left me with the weird and absolutely baseless feeling. Like, I reckon someone tied me up, I could get out of it. Yeah. I've seen enough films. <laughs> Either just like, like go like this, like rock the chair from side to side, and then like, oh, the chair's broken up on the floor. Yeah. Or they never do the bindings tight enough. Yeah, but he managed to break and, his yeah. own thumb. In yeah. order to oh, they leave a glass bottle just, just within range. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, what, he broke his thumb and then he has to fight for his life with one hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and fires a rifle at some point. Reloads and fires a rifle. And when yeah. he was reloaded, um, he does get out. He, he, he grinds a rifle. And I said to Beck at that point, I really need to have some gun training because I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know how to... If this, if this happened... I wouldn't know comes how to, into your tent. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to load a gun. Would, would you know I'll show how, you how to, how to use my, my... Yeah, but I'll show you how to use my, um, my recurve bow next time we're together, Ross. Is that a I've just done an archery course. Oh, cool! Well, yeah. I reckon I could probably pick that up pretty quickly. But if someone gave me a gun and a, a gun and a and um, a rifle and some bullets and broke my thumb, I don't think I could pick up it quick enough in order to um, reload that That's gun and, and shoot it. But um, but we should point out before we get onto that the fact that the whole thing is, and for me, the once again, along with the whole kind of oh, that was the really interesting thing there, and I would have loved more on that if they would have obviously had a bigger budget or more time and not just. But we find out that the whole re- that that this kind of this monster is from Swedish kind of mythology. Yes, and they keep him alive in exchange for immortality. Yes, 
And that is, I'm, that's brilliant. I'm immediately sold on that. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm interested. And we see the creature now, which is like yes. some kind of giant, like, moose out yeah. type thing. But, yeah, it's weird. But it's also got like a big, like, fanny with eyes in it, and <laughs> and, and it's got human hands. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And it's great, because I've never seen a monster like that before. And, mm. and I, I was very... um. I remember it's the first called, time watching this. It's called this. a Moda. Is that right? Um, yeah, which is like the son of Loki, isn't it? Or the daughter yes. of Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is great. Excellent creature design. It, it, and I love the fact that it's like an animal. It's not like yeah. something which can talk or... Mm. Yeah, it's really good. I, d- so, I did like not seeing it. Yes. I, kind of, I, I was more fearful of it for the, from the glimpses yeah. we got and the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad the film didn't go on too long after we saw it. Mm-hmm, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, the, the, that, that suspense is kind of broken there. But it is, mm. yeah, it's a totally believable kind of beast, isn't it? Yeah, and I like the fact that the only thing we kind of saw of it up until that point were, were hands. So yeah. you assume, you automatically assume it's going to be a humanoid in shape, but it's mm. not. It's a, a four-legged creature with, with like hands coming out of its giant fanny face. It's it's, it's great. Um, David, have you got any moose stories at this point? <laughs> I I don't. Um, no, we didn't see any any moose. No, but uh, they're really big, apparently, aren't they? They're they're enormous. I see. We I can remember us having a conversation about moose, and the way you describe them, I they, like sound, they sounded as, as big as elephants, which I thought was, was mm. almost maybe. Well, I, I I've seen them on MythBusters. Yeah, uh, where they drive a car out of model moose because. The, the moose weighs kind of three or four tons, its body and its mm. head, but it's got these tiny little kind of matchstick legs that break instantly. Mm-hmm. So the car will smash the legs and you just get this massive weight coming straight towards your head and you die instantly. Um, Death by moose. But yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, we were um, making quite a lot of noises when we went along just in case we did see something that was going to kill us. Yeah. We'd, we'd like it to run off into the woods <laughs> yeah. first. So well, that's what I would do if I was going through the woods in Sweden. I would make a lot of noise. The Ross Cleaver um, defence mechanism of, of making lots of noise. <laughs> noise. And, as, and as you did, shout fuck off at it. Um, and that seemed to work. As you did on the doorstep. Yeah, exactly. At this point, um, Sam Troughton has been tied up and, and he's going to be... Um, it was a bit, it gave me sort of um, feelings of King Kong a bit where Fay Ray is, mm. is tied up and they're waiting for the beast to come uh, from, yep. through the um, through the bushes. Uh, but then he sees it as his... his um, his wife coming to, to, mm, to, to yes. see him. Which was, well, that was a nice touch and also not explained in any way. No, mm. quite random, I thought. Yeah, but interest, an interesting um, thing. Yeah. But then he just gets picked up by the um, the hands and then yep. he gets impaled onto the tree. And from this point, from, I, I, I did just think, oh, is this just going to be like a really dark ending? And it's just kind of... So that's why what then does actually happen the day you mom was a bit like, oh, that was unexpected. They were kind of setting it up to be very, very dark. Race ball fights back. Essentially, yeah, yeah. She goes up into the um into the loft where we've been hearing this chanting to find its mummified, yes, like a congregation. Uh, so th- that's the interesting thing is that the price for the immortality is that you stay alive, but of course you become incredibly like desiccated and mummified. Mm. And for me, that's really interesting. It's like, oh, I wanted, I would have liked more on this, yeah. or I'd like the films to have been more suspenseful about this. It was all too much of a bit like of a. It's a great idea, and we're done. Yeah, I love the idea that like, you can you can hear them chanting, but when you went in the room, they stopped chanting, and that, yeah. was, that was really creepy. Yeah, and. and that, and I, you, they look like scarecrows, but then you mm. realise that they're actually alive, and he sets fire to them, doesn't he? And yeah, that, that's they what, burn well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The chaos ensues with, with the building burning down. He manages mm. to shoot um, someone, punches an old lady in the face. Like you said, it, it does. <laughs> it goes very sort of action hero at yeah. that point. Yes, he- <laughs> yeah. Um, and then 
Does he, does he shoot the, the monster or does he hit it with an axe? I can't remember. Here's the yeah, axe. I think he hits yeah, it with an axe. But before he does that, it's try, It's given him visions again of the um, yes of the you know the trauma he's had, which he, mm. at the end of it is him just trying to get beyond that, isn't it? Fight, yes. he, he actually fights back rather than allowing um, himself and hides and yes. hides in the first time. Then he runs out of the woods, gets beyond the tree line, and then mm. the monster won't come out, and then he just shouts at it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like what? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah, did yeah, I miss? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit too like, oh, that's it. Is it? it, it, it oh, right, I see. I see. He's he's kind of got away a bit too easy. <laughs> yeah. well, not too easy. I know he's out to fight, for, but yeah. it's like, I was expecting it to be a final like, oh, e, ah. I, I thought like the twist would be, uh, you know, his escape is also a vision that he's being mm. given. Mm-hmm. Something something along those lines. Yeah. You kind of half expect that. So when he did just kind of get away, I was a bit like, sorry, it's like he runs out of the yeah. woods just yeah. by accident <laughs> as well. It's um, just crazy. This film ends just abruptly. Watch any oh Hammer my horror God. film. Any the- Hammer film. Any of them. Uh, we're stopping <laughs> yeah. No, but as, as David said, it's that whole like, right, okay, the first police station you get to, I know Ross is saying, well, they're all going to be in, in on it, but well, just even imagine getting to the British Embassy. What's happened to your friends? Well, they're all dead. And it's like, and also, it's like, if he, if like the death of one friend has caused him a load of trauma, yeah. I know he's fought back. Yeah. As, it's like, he may be back to square one here, I fear. And I think we, do, we probably will find yeah. this was all a vision, which he had, and, and he just hacked all his friends to pieces whilst on that camping trip. And, and trip. In the end. <laughs> it says on Wikipedia that uh, a, a car comes and picks him up, um, but I, I can't remember no. that happening. So um, I no, a car doesn't pick him up. No. Just you see that there's a there, there's a car on the road, isn't right. there? Which, which suggesting civilization mm. and that there's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. way in the distance. But, but that was the ritual. That's it. <laughs> so. Um, what do we think, guys? David, we 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 give our films a, a score out of five. Five being um, brilliant. One, uh, well, it's often uh, we have gone into minus um, minus. Uh, but, um, <laughs> uh, what, That's, yeah, especially yeah. on your recommendations, you, you I imagine. This film out of five, I think it would be somewhere between three and four, which is three and a half, I, uh, <laughs> or well that would be bang in the middle mm, mm. yeah I, I i really quite liked it actually it oh, surprised good. me how much i enjoyed this um i didn't think i was going to for you know till they found that hut in the woods mm-hmm. i thought it was quite formulaic yeah um and i'd forgotten how disappointed i was about the ending till just now <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> it, sorry yeah it's got a great monster it's got some great kind of unexpected little twists mm-hmm. and the atmosphere is really good it, it keeps mm. you it keeps you fully on the edge of your seat at times yeah 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 good um james how about you Solid three for me. Okay, um, so I know I picked it, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed it, like I said having only watched five minutes of it. I was pleased to watch the whole thing. There were some really interesting bits, as we said, and mm. and all, I always kind of just things on. Does it make me think? Does it get me thinking about other things and other ideas? And it certainly did that. Mm. Um, but didn't quite. You know, you do think either with a with a bigger budget or with a bit more ambition, it could have been absolutely spectacular. Yeah. As it was, it it did just feel a bit like point A, point B, point C. I still, I enjoyed watching it. Cool. Well, I'm going to give it a four because I, I really enjoyed it. And Lovely. I don't often watch things a second time. Mm. Um, and I did, and I, it still held my held my attention. Um, um, yeah, I would re- definitely recommend this to people and even to um, non, non-horror fans because I think it, it, it keeps you going. And it, there's nothing really horribly sort of gross in it, which is good, apart from... He says, just remembering that people's entrails are, are hanging out of their <laughs> yeah. bodies. Yeah. But that's they don't. They start a gratuitous, so it's, it's, it's not a case of nightmare. No, it's, really uh, and it, and it's got. It's a, it's not often you see a monster film which where the monster is effectively just like a weird 
animal rather yes. than yeah, 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 yeah something which is just like completely out there mm-hmm. i would recommend uh, to, to you guys um and to the listeners a film called no one gets out alive mm. which is um based on uh, a novel by the same author of uh, that this film was based on it's on mm. netflix um it's about a uh uh a an immigrant from um mexico who mm. going into america and something happens where she gets ripped off and she's sort of stuck um mm. uh and there's like a, a a place which rents out rooms to people who are potentially uh off want to stay off the grid which yeah. obviously mm-hmm. allows them to be exploited by nasty people who are running the house to do nasty things. And there is a similar kind of, um, this is more, to, this is to do with like Mayan or um, mm. sort of a Mayan, sort of some kind of God from that sort of time. And yeah. again, it's got a very unique, weird monster in that, which is, yeah. cool, which is brilliant. And um, I would uh, recommend that film. If you like this, uh, go and watch No One Gets Out Alive. That's a good one. Nice. Cool. Brilliant. Well do. I've written right. it down. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for joining us. Yes, cheers, You're welcome. David. Thank it's you, been uh, it's been good fun. It's, oh, yeah, excellent! It's Great. been enjoyable. Um, would you like to, Would you like people to to look you up on social medias? <laughs> They're welcome to though. I think they'd be sadly disappointed when they find me. <laughs> but uh, but who knows? I may have grown some antlers and got some hands out of my fanny face by yeah. now. <laughs> just wear a costume. Uh, I, I imagine. Um, he, David has got I think you, you call yourself a collector of hobbies so he has uh, lots of hobbies like um, carving archery um, fishing um, sketching art uh, skateboarding now as well isn't it David yeah I'm trying to be cool now oh, yeah, so skateboarding's exactly. cool. gone on the list yeah. so I would follow him on Twitter and Instagram because there'd be something which he spends his time doing which you'll find mildly interesting or you can, really. you can talk to me and give me a new hobby exactly well, I, yeah. I've, I, like we said always room for new hobbies I've given him a ho- uh, I've forced him to do this po- um, this dark dark um, <laughs> podcast for me so that'll be another new hobby but David what are your social medias um, I'm always at fish tits spout um, so that's p-h-i-s-h-t-i-t-z yeah so look up David on there um, and don't forget we are on Twitter as, as general which one the numeral one um, uh, so you, you uh, follow us on there um, and well, just search for general which finders yeah find and you'll find it on there so uh, next time we do a folk and how it's my turn to, to pick the film yes. on this one um, and the film we are going to be watching next time is a film called The Wailing uh, which is Ooh. a South Korean film from 2016 um, okay. I, I have got the South Korean or the Korean word for it Gok okay. Gok Seong but um, The Wailing it's, okay. I, it's, <laughs> it's on Prime I think or Netflix um, it's something I've uh, wanted to watch for a while and it was on that documentary we watched about um, uh, folk horror so uh, it'd be on there so um, for the next time we do a folk and, uh, uh, folk and hell which my daughter has only just worked out that it's um, <laughs> a rude it's a, a rude thing yeah um, uh, we'll be watching that so thank you very much it's brilliant to, to um, speak to you all again and um, until next time happy day okay take care everyone cheers take care thank you bye, bye. You have been listening to the General Witchfinders present Folk in Hell, a spin-off podcast. Find more episodes of this and the main show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit generalwitchfinders.com for more details. Commune with us on Twitter at GeneralWitch1 and help support the show on Patreon.
my God! Christ! No, no, be a God! No, Christ! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.